0: What's up? Welcome back to The Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business concepts that'll help you grow and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust. And this week, we'll be discussing the concept of speed, the minimum viable product versus perfectionism and trying to wait to get your product or service out to the public into the market. So, Dre, welcome. Welcome back.
1: of course. Of course. You know, it's always always a good time to get back on the on the show. Yes, yes. You know, we we launched the first episode. is going well. I'm pretty excited.
0: Me too. Me too. I was I was really excited about that. We got some uh, really good feedback from people who uh, really grasped what we were talking about. I was kind of nervous to. I, I didn't want to seem like we were trying to uh, appear smarter. You know what I'm saying? But I felt like people yeah. really understood where we were going. And I think it's I think this would be a great journey still. You know what I mean? It it. It's tough, bro. I was very nervous
1: to be completely honest. Just, I, I kind of want the show to be raw, and people kind of get to know our personalities and know who we are. Right. I was kind of nervous because I, I am a data person. I don't really. I'm not really for anybody that knows me. I'm not the one that's ever in front of the camera. I'm kind of like the guy behind the scenes. I kind of, you know, do the numbers, the data, and I just kind of put the plan on on the desks and stuff like that. So this is my first real time just being in front of cameras and. And stuff right. like that so it's it's an exciting journey for me but i'm ready bro like i, I think this is going to be a good one for the for the people for the culture for everything
0: definitely definitely so um uh, as we did like last week uh we'll do it this week so what's been happening in your business lately
1: so this week i'm kind of focusing on switching our schedule got it okay um you know i was kind of sitting back uh my uh my buddy eric pretty much came to me and was just like hey man like you know, when we started business, our goal was always to have more time. But the issue is, we left the one circumstance of like having no time to putting ourselves into another circumstance in we which have we, have no, we right. have no time. Right, right. So, but it's not because like we don't have time because systems aren't in place. We don't have time because we just, we're workaholics. Like we just like to, we just like to be at the office. Our office is like a clubhouse, by the way. Gotcha. I gotta have you, I gotta have you come down to North yeah. Carolina yeah <laughs> it's a clubhouse we turn up we it's basically just like a free for all in terms of like what I wanted and um I realized that I can get that the max out of people if I put no parameters on how they can create their workspace gotcha so you'll you'll come in here and everybody's listening to whatever music they want to listen to um you'll see people just eating having fun like everybody's allowed to have uh you know if you want to have a drink at your desk you can i don't I don't have any rules on it that that's not just reserved for the uh for the bosses or anything like that. so It's created a really good work environment where everybody wants to be here. It's a fun environment. And in fact, all of my employees like being at the office more than they like being at home. So it's similar for me, I love being at my office. My office is basically my second home.
0: Yeah, same. This, this, uh, our office space has turned into like a real safe haven for us where, because it's, we haven't like really added everything yet, but it's been quiet and it, uh, we've been able to kind of just really lock in. And get a lot of work done like our productivity has been has been amazing actually and
1: you and you get to hang and you get to hang out that, that's the point of work it's kind of i'm starting to realize that but you know yesterday we just decided to just shut down it was like 12 o'clock mm. i didn't feel like doing any work clearly the employees didn't want to do any work i was just like you know what guys let's, let's just go home yeah. um let's meet over at the restaurant let's have a you know um some dinner and have some drink like it was like let's have some lunch um, I told them I'll take care of like their dinner. Yeah, we're not gonna uh, skip over how fly that
0: stuff. is. You went to your own restaurant. <laughs> we're not gonna skip over that part. <laughs>
1: I'm still, I'm still getting used to that, man. That's such a fun, that's such a fun time, man. Right. I, I didn't. It's not really only about the money at that point mm-hmm. for me. It's just an opportunity to to just get away. But I'm in a place that I I created, so it's kind of it's kind of dope. Right. Uh, we had this real fly drink came out yesterday. It was uh the Midori sour. Has like a uh, two blue, like huge blue ice cubes in it, has like a Midori sour mix yeah. and it's like green, but it has the blue, it's
0: fire. Yeah, so, yeah, we got to get down there soon.
1: Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a fun time, bro.
0: So, um, well, for me this week, uh, we just it, nothing uh, extraordinary happened. I actually spoke about this, um, on my YouTube channel. When uh, some days like you really don't get like a real strike of genius, it's really just uh, doing the boring work, right? Like, you know the the boring work in your in your in your field where it just like it has to get done it's not amazing it's not spectacular you're not going to get a pat in the back for it but you need to kind of get it done and that's what we're doing right now we're just kind of in it you know what i mean if that makes real sense yeah uh, it's
1: crazy 98 percent of the time bro that's what it is
0: and people i don't think people <laughs> really get that when it comes to like building a business they think it's you know every day it's something new like every day i finish my book on like every any day I finished this project when we're about to launch this. Some days you just have to do the work. You have to write out those email sequences. Or you have to edit that video or you have to just send out that, that, you know, that broadcast. And that's really it. You know what I mean? So that's where mm-hmm. we at right now. We, we finished our move. Like we're still getting some pieces that have come through, but we just in it now. You know what I mean? Exactly. So let's talk about this concept of speed and uh, I, I know I, I know I've struggled with this as well because in my head I'm thinking I want to be a perfectionist, right? I think I have this project and I'm you know that I'm rolling out, but in my head I want this to be perfect, so I, I push it back, I push the deadline back, or I push it, you know, or I say oh, this is for next quarter or this is for the top of the year, mm-hmm. even though. Uh, the idea of perfectionism, like you, you have to know what you have to change in order to perfect it. So that's kind of the quagmire a lot of people find themselves in, me included. So what were your thoughts on that?
1: So everything that I try to talk about is always going to be rooted in some type of lesson that I learned either from a client, from the plain sweat and tears that I had to put in for it or right. just mistakes. So one of the things I started to kind of notice it was a a real trend was whenever I'd put out deadlines, you know, and I've done this with you and and, and a lot of other people as well, it's like whenever I put out a deadline, the deadline has zero emotion attached to it. Right. It's based on daily steps taken towards the goal and the end goal date. Never like, hey, I just don't feel X, stuff like that. So it was tough for me to start to understand. But when I peeled the onion back, I started to ask more of the question, like, hey, you know, what's taking so long? I would hear that phrase pop up a lot. Like, you know, I'm just a perfectionist. And I was like, okay, then you got to peel back the onion. Okay, what's the definition of the word perfectionist? But the definition of the word perfectionist isn't equaling up to what you're actually doing. It has a completely different um, definition than what you're doing. So now I have to start asking the question, okay, as I start to like really peel back and ask more questions and be a lot deeper in the flow of what perfectionism is, I have to start asking or trying to at least articulate, like, what's the real meaning behind everyone's definition of perfectionism here? Because it wasn't really registering to me. And I'll tell you why in a few, Was why it wasn't registering to me. Okay. But I'm starting to realize that And this is something that I went through as well because I wasn't calling it being a perfectionist, but I wasn't putting stuff out. Gotcha. So I was starting to realize that, okay, I'm falling into this category as well. So I think I need to kind of, you know, uh, really dive in a bit more and starting to realize for me personally, and as I start to like ask more questions, it deals more with, I would say, insecurity Mm. and like not wanting to mess up or not wanting to put out the wrong thing. Mm. That you get in your head and you start to think like, okay, well, well, there has to be a perfect version of this that everybody would like. But the real truth is that we all know perfection can never be really achieved.
0: Right, right. So I, I think everybody has that understanding, but yeah. <laughs> you still use that as an excuse, right?
1: Exactly. So that was something I was struggling with. So I just started calling people on it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward and mm-hmm. blunt. So I just start calling people. I'm all like, hey, man, you're just insecure about something because I know I was insecure. So maybe you're insecure, too. And, and it started unraveling um, very heavily that perfectionism is really just a form of like insecurity wrapped in procrastination. Um, do, you, do you feel like that's far fetched? I'm off target. I'm on no, target. No, I, actually, I,
0: I actually agree um, because it is, it is rooted in insecurity because you don't want to look stupid. So you're saying... I wanted to be so perfect that when it does come out, somebody does have something to say, it's so perfect. They don't really, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's where it comes from. You know what I mean? Like I know for a fact uh, with my book, uh, not even with the book per se, I think with the marketing of my book where I had to actually get in front of the camera and, you know, actually market to people that I knew I went to school with and that wasn't really my comfort. You know what I mean? Like I, especially like, Promoting myself, I was really uncomfortable with that with that at first, so I mm. was saying like I just kind of want uh, I, I was making every excuse to not be in front of the camera, so my marketing uh promotional materials were centered around other things at first, and then I had to put it I had to actually put myself in front of the camera, and I took way longer than it should have than I should have to do that so, and it mm. was rooted in insecurity I just didn't want people to see me. I don't know look stupid I don't I I was I'm not even sure I I think
1: that's I think that's fair you know even even like that's what I was mentioning earlier is like you know I've had a lot of knowledge on business for a long time and I've just just been kind of to myself and anybody who's asked me a question I've been more than willing to help out but right for the masses I've never done so it's like you know there's a lot out there but you know with with that then you also have to start thinking about like what's the alternative. I think that's been something that's helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Is like okay, what's the alternative if I don't put this out? What do I lose? And a reoccurring thir- uh, theme that you'll hear me talk about a lot during this uh, show, just in general, is how important time is. Right. I just I I want to continue to stress that and get that across to people that timing is is your time should be more valuable than any dollar that you can imagine. Like, I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's a billion dollars time. Time needs to be the importance because the importance of money is to gain time. Gotcha. So that's where I started to implement. And I started looking around. I'm like, okay, what do customers like to do? Customers like to complain, bro. (laughs) Like that's just, I've I've realized that I had to really, I had to bring it back. I was like, okay, what, what exactly customers do. They want something that is perfect mm. for them, right? And what does perfect for them mean? They're the only ones that know what perfect for them means. Mm. We're never going to know because there's too many clients, right? right if right, you try right. to make the, that that was the cast 22 that I had to really figure out is that if you focus so heavily on one way of thinking, then you're going to miss the 98% of other ways to think, Right. So you'll hear and you've heard me talk about this a lot. We talk about minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. All right. And what is a minimum viable product? It's just the base. Like just literally just like, let's say, for instance, um, I'll use uh, the iPhone as an example. OK. Right. You remember the original iPhone? And I know you remember it because in high school you had it. you were like the first person with the <laughs> iPhone. I thought. I thought that was so fly, bro. I was jealous as hell. I was like, alright, I gotta, I gotta get one too. Uh, Malk, Malk has one. Um, but it came out and it just, it was basic.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It could
1: make phone calls. It could send text messages. and It could do notes.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, it was, and it was very rooted in uh, just being able to just start taking apps. Those right. were like the four things. And then what did they do? They sent it out to you know, the masses and it's like, hey, masses, Tell me what you want and I'll build what you want. Mm-hmm. The issue is, is with the concept of perfectionism, you're building the perfect product for you. Right. And not for the customer. That's a good point. So I'm always in my mind. I always try to take that out. So whenever I have some type of product, I just try to eliminate the emotion that comes with it. Eliminate myself. I, at- I detach myself. Mm-hmm. Another thing you will hear me say a lot is I never build Um, companies or anything like that for friends or anyone around me, right? Okay, okay. And and the reason is, is like, if you're building the product with a limited view of only the people around you, then you're going to miss your intended market. Mm. So I I always build the, the product, service or anything around my intended person. You know, I'll use an example. In 2017, and this is what was a hit for me and my first real winner of a company. Cause I, I also want to point this out there. I've had hundreds of failed businesses, just failed businesses. I want to make that very clear. You're seeing the end product Andre or not even the end product, the, 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 the start of a new journey, Andre, right? Where I'm winning now, but before these wins, I was losing on a very consistent basis. I want to make that, I want to make that very clear. Right. So I'm losing up until like 2017, just continuously losing. None of my businesses are working, but I'm learning why they're not working through failure, which is going to be a whole another episode where we talk about failure and things like that.
0: Definitely.
1: But I'm realizing why they're not working, and I get to 2017, and I'm like, okay, my buddy just sparked it in my head. He's like, "Yo, bro, why don't you buy a house with a VA loan?" Like, and I'm a dude that's into finances. I know money. I understand it. VA loan finance. I don't really know what that is. Then I'm like, wait, if I don't know what that is. Right. And I'm the guy that's into finances. I know money. I know a lot about these things. Then chances are a lot of other people don't know about this. And it's not to be, oh, you know, I'm feeling high and mighty. But when you're in your field, you kind of know if you don't know something more than likely somebody else doesn't know it. That's a fact. So then I started to deep dive and I identified my target audience, which was military personnel. It wasn't civilians. It wasn't anyone else. It wasn't my friends. It wasn't military personnel. My product was the fact that no one on document or record ever was speaking about the VA loan with the ability to create a real estate portfolio from it. That was my niche right there. Gotcha. So with that niche, I'm like, okay, I can wait on this. T- spend forever to build a course, spend forever to, you know, uh, get the, the right amount of data, speak to the right amount of people, do X, really validate it. Or I can just start taking massive action, which I'm a big fan of just massive action. I just love, um, we call it omnipresence. I'm going to speak to this in, a, in, a, in another episode as well, but omnipro- just the, the, the art of being everywhere at all times. So I just was like, you know what? Nobody's talking about the VA loan. Nobody's teaching the VA loan. Nobody's guiding the VA loan. Nobody, do- Nobody knows what they're doing with this. Okay, I'm going to be the leader in this space. I spoke to my partner. He's like, all right, cool. Same thing. He's aggressive on not wasting time ever. Right. I think he's worse than me. I probably got it <laughs> from him. Where it's like, okay, cool. We're putting it out tomorrow. I was like, bro, but we don't have a PowerPoint. We don't have anything. He's like, we have the knowledge though. Let's just put it out tomorrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and i'm like okay. I, I, I envy that in a lot of people i'm not gonna lie
1: I'm i was just, lie. So, so being with him um we always joke because you remember uh goku and vegeta when yes. when they did the fusion yes <laughs> over over time yes. tellers and i have like fused into like one person Got because you. we're together all yeah. the time and we and we hold each other accountable all the time to everything so whenever one of us is weak in something as like two alpha males and like alpha male ceos we're extremely like, oh, you suck. <laughs>
0: like
1: You, you got to pick it up. And right. because we're how we are, it's a constant like, ah, I got to do better. I got to get better. Mm. So we mm. just decided to put it out. And I just started getting to the masses. Hey, did you know with your VA loan, you create a portfolio. And people were like, no, actually, I only heard you could use the VA, one, VA loan one time. Well, that's all false. You can actually use it unlimited amount of times. Mm. In fact, you could buy up a hundred properties with your VA loan. Mm. Once over, over a period of your lifetime while utilizing it correctly with these strategies. And it was a wrap. Gotcha. And literally in that span from 2017 to about 2019, we won (laughs) (laughs) in terms of like, because of speed, we were the first to market. Right. And in 2019, everyone
0: caught up so what what would you say to people? What would you say to the person like uh, that's coming to you? They have an idea and you're saying, "I right, get it out," but their business is on a schedule to like they have things that they're supposed to roll out by you know by month or by quarter, and mm. this new idea will probably jump start something way more beneficial to them, but they're mm. trying to kind of like wait for i guess the the start of the new quarter or something to that effect so
1: I do want to make clear that there are different sections, right? Okay. So, if something makes sense timing-wise, then it makes sense timing-wise. Okay. But if it's like, hey, I'm not putting it out because I just want to keep chipping away at it. Got you. Then that's very different from I'm not putting it out because realistically, it's November, but the best time for the product is going to be January 1. Right. 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 So, in that time, I would say still build it quickly. Right. Don't waste time. Still build it quickly and then spend that in between time on anticipation and marketing. So So you still want to to get it out there, but you don't want to just wait till the last minute because then that slows you down because you know who's not slowing down your competitors. That's
0: a fact. They're not
1: ever slowing down.
0: For the people who are watching and people who are listening, that was an actual conversation me and and Andre have had on my business as well. So that was, that was real coaching just now in real time, but because, <laughs> because there you are. But so, because, um, and I asked that because, um, I've, 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 I've seen a lot of people say this as well. Like we have these things planned, but they kind of stumble upon something that's like, wait, this would be way better for us. Right. Mm-hmm. But, Again, like you said, it's that feeling of waiting, knowing that your competition is doing something as well. And you don't want to be the last out there to do it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people struggle with as well. Like you you, you want to be out there, but you don't want a bad product either. You know what I mean?
1: So one of the things, too, that. Is quarterly planning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Never hesitate to pivot. That's a part of speed. Right. So there is. Holding on because you know a idea has a tipping point. Mm. Similar for me, 2017 to 2018, I didn't expect to make any money from real estate because I had to get people into the pipeline to learn what I'm talking about. Trust me, build that. So from 2017 to 2018, we did okay, but we didn't really make money. Right. But my intent wasn't to make money. My intent was social proof and building up the real clout within that community for them to trust what I'm saying. That was my goal from 2017 to 2018. But I knew my tipping point would be when all of them internalize it. So if 300 people at once internalize, oh wow, I can really build a portfolio that allows me to quit my job with a loan that's designed for me without having to come out of pocket any money right and this is like on document on books this is Mm -hmm. makes sense but i'm paying rent and wait i'm paying rent to a guy that's doing this right now to me (laughs) you see what i'm saying like because it it, it was but it all hit at once and our backlog of clients bro it was it was it was like almost like um it was just like a masterpiece. It all hit at once. Right. Everyone was like, I need a house. I need a house. I need two. I need three. I need X. Man. And I'm just like, well, oh, come on, guys. I got yeah. you. Right. Because I did the legwork of like, you really trust me because one, I've done this myself. Right. I'm not doing anything that I didn't say that, that I personally didn't do. I have proof. Uh, you viewed it. You've done your own research to be like, oh, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking right. about. Okay. Now it's time to trust him and now it's time for you to reap those benefits. But the point that I'm trying to get at is we were still able to execute that immediately even if the the actual like payout and win wasn't for a while. But doing those quarterly updates, you know, we make pivots immediately. Like our original idea wasn't that. Our original idea was like door knocking and being like, hey, you know, all the traditional senses of like what real estate is because when you get in, they have a preconceived notion of what you're supposed to do, which is you're supposed to be a salesman.
0: Hmm.
1: I didn't like that. I'm like, all right, way more than a salesman. I'm not a realtor. I, I didn't really like being called a realtor. I'm like, I, that doesn't really give justice to the fact that I really know what I'm doing at a large scale, like macro uh, business scale level. Gotcha. I was like, okay, how can that we, sense. and it hit us, it hit us immediately. Like, okay, well, that was our niche. And we just pivoted like immediately, like it wasn't, there was no, because we knew that there was a better route. So I would say like continuing, you know, to evaluate the business, continuing to actually look at your business and say, okay, is there opportunity for pivot? Is there a better way? And if there's a better way, you need to be ruthless in terms of your speed. Like you should not be wasting any time because when you have that idea, I'm telling you, right? People underestimate how much their competitors watch. Right. Your competitors are ready to pounce at all times, at all times. Or there's also other people that look up to you that want to be in the same space. And they're not necessarily trying to be your competitor, but by virtue of jumping into the same business with the same act, they become a competitor. And it's not malice is not an issue, but you also have to be you can't be naive to that fact that other people are working. Right. The issue is to work efficiently, work smart. But then get the product out there and engage with the customers because what, what goes into, so I'll peel back the onion on this, right? I'll ask okay. you that question. What, what do you think goes into good customer service?
0: Well, obviously knowing what they want, right? Mm-hmm. No, well, for me, us good customer service, knowing what they want, listening to the customer because say, uh, for our, for, for our show, like, or for our just business, uh, our clothing mm-hmm. or, our show specifically, our podcast specifically, and it's something about our show that they really don't like, and if we get that same complaint consistently from different people, and it doesn't have to be at the same time, it could be over time, like it could be Mm -hmm. like over three months, we've gotten this complaint 30, 40 times, and we know, okay, something is there, and if 40 people reach out to you, and we have thousands of listeners, 40 people reach out to you, that means there's a lot more people who feel the same way, so then we kind of just like, all right, we have to implement this or take this out of the show. And I think that's what a good customer service is about. Like, How about you? Exactly.
1: So that was the point that I was trying to get at. And it's like the fact that you listen. Yeah. That's why I like speed because it's an excuse to listen to your customers more. So I start off immediately like just splat on the page. Mm Mm-hmm. I just get it on the page, and then I let the customers know, hey, I am trying to, and you don't have to be afraid to do that, by the way.
0: Yeah, I, right? but I actually give you an example. Every time, every single time we've launched something here, whether it be the blog in 2017, whether it be the first time we actually set up the shop on the website, the first time we set up the membership, every single time something went wrong, Like, and we're wrong in a sense that. The process to buy wasn't as smooth or the process to get to this article wasn't as smooth. So you had to, had to go back in and make it a little streamlined. But getting those complaints helped out a lot because it made it a more seamless process to get what you want. And that's, and that's what it's about, right? We want to cut down the time it takes for you to see a product and buy the product and not get tripped up by anything where like the user interface and the website is bad or just to to find something is all over the place. So I I used to complain about how like often things were wrong, but it actually helps because people are kind of just exposing it and they're helping you at the same time. Exactly. And a lot of people are afraid of that criticism
1: because they think it makes them look bad. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But no, what makes you look bad is hearing the criticism and doing nothing about it. That's That's what makes you look bad. Right. But To a customer who really wants to see you succeed, this is why. Like I focus on a brand new customer; they have no bias, Mm -hmm. right? Because for me, I'm a clown, bro. I like you know that I'm the biggest clown on the face of the earth, bro. I love the joke, I love the laugh, I love the play around. So somebody who knows me but doesn't know me in a business capacity Mm -hmm. might say, "Oh, trust jokes a lot." You're right. I am a clown. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge clown. But when it comes to business, I'm not. There's a whole different person. That, you know, you, you have to meet in that sense. So I like a brand new customer that has no affiliation to me because there's no bias.
0: Mm.
1: They just want their product. They just want their ex. They just want their service. So when I started the real estate company and I did it, my main focus was surveys. So after every single purchase, you'd be like, hey, how could we have made this process better for you? Bro? Or, Sis, or now, how can I have made this process better for you? And we have like a detailed out brief of like, hey, man, I, you know, I was nervous about the process. And I didn't get an update. So I'm like, okay, cool. Every Monday in the guidelines, you send out an update to the client. Hmm. And then my assistant is just getting this information like nonstop. Like, okay, Mondays. So now every single Monday, an update goes out, whether we have an update or not. Right. The update is that we have no update. Right. Because when you're purchasing a house and you're nervous and there's a lot of emotion and you just don't hear anything. Not hearing anything in a real estate transaction is a good thing. Right
0: right right, right, right,
1: right, right. But when you don't know that, how would you know it's a good thing?
0: Right,
1: right. It's, it's a panic. Are, did they find something? Am I, oh, wow, is it's is going to happen. I'm moving my family. There's so much emotion that goes into it. Then I'm like, okay, it makes logical sense that they probably want an update. So every Monday, there's an update, right? Every couple of days, if, if you're, there's a new phase, whenever a new phase comes out for in the building process, they get an update right? If there's a better pricing option, they get an update. Hmm. And all of these things are, are so repetitive and automatic that now you, you, you accustom the client to not have to reach out to you. That's another part, right? If you're giving the client everything that they want, there's a difference between taking two minutes and giving an update or getting a call that now takes away two hours of your time because you've got you to them. explain... At everything and explain and talk through their anxiety with them and talk through their fear. We got to the height, bro. So, um, I, I, you know, I love that. I love statistics. Mm-hmm. So, I was looking up the average amount of houses that a realtor will show before they're able to sell, like sell to a client.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like twenty some odd houses, bro. Oof. Our average was three, and you're in, and you're, you're under contract within seven hours.
0: All right, explain that. But,
1: Right. So, so, yeah. it, it, so remember what I talk about with speed, right? Right. So a lot of realtors go into the process and, and this is the same across the board, right? A lot of people go into the process with their product saying that the customer is going to have, you know, they're going to take their time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they accept that incorrect. The customer is coming to you because they see you as the subject matter expert. They see you as the person that's going to guide them and lead them. So what I did was I started to use data and I'd explain it to them. So I'd have, so instead of taking 30 hours on nonsense, whenever I start with a client, I take one hour for a detailed class. And in that class, it's like, hey, the human psyche, like this is scientific data. The more options you have, the more difficult it is to going to be for you to make a decision. That is not me saying that. That is every neuroscientist, that's every social, um, social philosopher, social scientist out there. That is, a, that is a fact with humans. Right. So what I want to do, right? Like what are your goals? Well, your goal is to get a really nice house. That's also going to be high value. That's also going to be able to re-rent at a high value or be able to resell at a high value. So you want to be able to get, you know, uh, you know to accumulate you know, profits within the time that you own the house,
0: right?
1: So how are you going to get that? Well, you got to choose a top five house, right? You can't choose a, right? Because if you choose a top five house, who else is going to want a top five house? Everyone else. Right, right. Right. So in order to get a top five house, you got to be focused on a top five house. You can't be getting your 19th choice, if this if this was a job, if you were getting drafted to the NBA, or if you get, would you want your nineteenth choice, or would you want your top three choices?
0: Facts, facts.
1: Okay, right. Nobody no wants following. their. 19th. No you get me. Nobody wants their nineteenth choice. So I would approach it with that. I build out a spreadsheet and I do the front load up front. I do the the work up front. I'd mm. send them a detailed spreadsheet with like thirty houses. And hey, man, you. Um, whoever is the other decision maker, you guys take some how some time and you pick out the top seven houses. Top seven. And the reason I say top seven is because I know for a fact mm. the one through seven is going to go fast. Right. right. So by time they put in their top seven, three of them already sold. So now they understand that to get a top-notch house, you gotta, you gotta move with you got to move with top-notch speed, gotcha. and make it fit, like. But you got to be able to ask the right questions. So, and when I was teaching the new realtors this, they were like, "Hey, isn't that like wrong?" I was like, "No, it's it's actually not because they're coming to you because you're the expert. Which expert is ever going to recommend the 18th investment idea? Mm. They're gonna want you in the number one investment. And every single one of my clients, like Clockwork, every single one of them houses appreciated ridiculously." They all have the best properties. They all have the best areas because we created a system that focuses around the top things. Right. So, and that comes with speed. So, once again, we're coming back to that same topic of speed. Right. And now my clients are starting to realize like, okay, no matter what, you're going to have buyer's remorse. That's a part of what I put in, in upfront. I did a lot of work on like what goes into this process. No matter which house you pick, you're going to have buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. I need you to come to grips and understand that you're going to have buyer's remorse no matter what. You could pick the perfect house. You're always going to be like, um, I had one client leave me like this really bad review. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I laughed about it because if you read the review, it made no sense. He says, hey, the house was beautiful. It's everything that my wife and I wanted. We came into the property with $20,000 worth of equity. It's in the number one area. My kids are good to go. And by the time I was getting ready to sell the property, you know, it had appreciated close to $80,000.
0: And
1: then he says, I just felt like I was rushed. Hmm. And I'm like, that's a valid opinion. That's a valid point. If he feels like he was rushed, he was rushed. But in order to get a deal like that,
0: you had to move quick.
1: You have to move quick. There's no cast 22 Listen, or you're going to get <laughs>
0: what I've learned. What I've learned in business is that customers <laughs> like and you, you need customers for your business to thrive. But customers will give you a headache on sometimes, like just the logic sometimes. It's just like, it's like what, what, what do you want? I did my job. You got what you wanted. But the fact that I rushed you, I had to push you to this point or oh, you wouldn't have got it. Then the, the, that review will sound different. exactly
1: you would have got the 20th choice house would have got no equity you would actually have to pay more out of pocket
0: wouldn't been able to sell
1: it you wouldn't have been able to sell it you wouldn't have been able to so you actually really won in this scenario but you won so much that it doesn't feel real that you won (laughs) there has to be something wrong here
0: yeah
1: and and you went all he was like hey like i just felt like i was rushed i felt like there there was too there's too much emphasis on what I could get out of this he's talking about himself
0: mm.
1: and I was like all right he, he just wanted something to be wrong and I have to be okay with that but a part of with that is this the speed that comes along with being able to get those deals in place because yes he was still upset about that but he still recommended like 10 of his friends to me which makes no sense to me. So, it, it doesn't make any yeah, sense
0: yeah that so wasn't really yeah. a bad review but it was probably an annoyance more than anything Exactly. So I was just like,
1: exactly. So I mean, on on your end, you, uh, have you seen that speed is starting to to allow you to do more things, or or well, a, so how do you? Feel about that?
0: Because so I, the question I asked before, because there there are things that make sense timing wise to wait on, but when we wait to like create something new, or when we wait for the actual making of it. Uh, we've seen speed work in that sense. Like we have been working way faster to get something out, even to get it to people to, to beta testers. Like, okay, listen, this is what we have. This is what we've been working on. What do you think? So now, when we do launch, as, as say at the top of the, the top of twenty twenty two, we've have when well, we have social proof because we have people who've taken it, who've, who've, who've taken the course, who have used our product to say like this worked for me. Like this taught me how to do A to Z or it te- or we have people to go okay I, I didn't fully understand that could you like explain that in in greater detail so we we can add content to whatever we're doing so speed definitely has been a factor in how we how we've moved to this point and now as well because i remember when we were thinking about um doing creating our membership this this is back in april this is back in march we launched in april this is back in march and I was dragging my feet because I wanted to know if we should use Patreon, if we should use another one, if we should use something else. Maybe, maybe we should use a YouTube membership. And then um, I was nervous about not having a lot of content actually in the membership to start off. But going back to speed, we, we, were, use, we were able to kind of repurpose some content to make it exclusive. And then we um, came up with a, um, we have an after show. To where, as after the podcast, people in the membership can get to it, like uh, a private live, to where we discuss something like way more in depth, way more uncut, and that came up on the fly, like literally, like people watched our Instagram live, me and my pops discussed it live, and we said let's do it, and we just did it, and then now to the point where, if you just are, if you are a new member, when we first started the membership, we had like. It was bare bones. We didn't have a lot of content. I'm,
1: I'm a proud member, by the way.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> tonight, if you join now, it's so much content in there, there's no way you're getting into everything in a month. You get what I'm saying? And that's because we moved with speed to the point where we got everything in there. We decided on the move. We, we stuck with it. And to this point now, you wouldn't have known that it was even a discussion to even uh, – it wasn't even a discussion, or it wasn't even a problem that we wouldn't have a lot of content in there. Did that mm-hmm. make any sense? It, it it does. Okay, right.
1: And okay. and it that's why I kind of built in that philosophy. Um, who said that? It was it Big? Shoot first, ask questions later. Yes. Ask questions last. Yes. Right. And that's how we approach everything. I'm just yes. going to I'm gonna put it out there, and the the customers, and and that's why I love customers. I gotta re. I want people to start repurposing how they think about what their clients say or what their customers say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have a lot of business owners that just get
0: pissed. No, but listen, bro. I, listen, I, I empathize because I get it, bro. I, I promise you. <laughs> I get it. What, no, no, no. I, I,
1: I get that side. Yeah. I get that side. But what I'm saying is, remember what I talked about um, in episode one where I talked about like filters. Yes. Yes. Like, we we put the filters in place so we don't have to deal with the the the, the trolls or those who just want to create a negative mm-hmm. day, so that we can get to the meat and potatoes, which is the people who want to help us and tell us what to do. I loved I love those people. Tell me what you need me to do so I can get it done for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way it's because the customer. I don't believe the customer is always right. I think that's
0: false. Yeah, I- I tell people that a lot, like, you know, you want to listen, especially in content creation, you want to listen to your audience, but you can't listen to everybody. Because everybody, like, when they're give when they're giving feedback, they usually giving feedback to what they personally want to hear all the time. And that mm-hmm. could be way far off to what you do. You probably resonated with them in a specific video to where you said everything they want to hear, but that's not what you do all the time. All the time. You get what I'm saying? So if you listen to everybody's opinion all the time, you're going to be going every which way and you're not going to zero in on a niche that is yours. Exactly. I I tell people that all the time. And focusing on,
1: once again, I'm going to keep preaching it, right? The, The clearer we are, the less stress we face. Yes. So having a clear picture of where you want the company to go, it does. It's it's. It does matter how you get there. You don't want to get there in a sleazy way or a way that's going to, you know, disrespect or tarnish your reputation. I would never say that. Right. But if your customer has a better way to get to the same endpoint, then you should probably take it. If, 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 if they're in mass, you know, bringing this to you and there's a data trend of like, OK, this is clearly this is clearly a problem. Right. Right. But then acting on that fast as well. So we have like almost like a quick, we have like a 48-hour turnaround. If somebody brings something to us that we know is going, it, it, like 48 hours, it gets implemented, everything gets switched, everything gets updated, and then we send out a personal thank you. Uh, sometimes tellers and I do it in like a video or like a, um, a quick little audio message, mm-hmm. and we'll send it to them so it's personalized. Yeah, we,
0: right? we've, we've done that with uh, shirt designs, like if shirt or hoodie design, somebody came up with something like... On the chat, like in the chat live, we doing the podcast. I'm like, oh, that's, that'll be fire! And we just sent them a free hoodie, like with that design, mm-hmm. like it. that's on you because that was a great idea for us. Mm-hmm. So, like people,
1: people, what do the, what do people love to talk about? People love to talk about themselves, right? And you'll hear me reference a lot of like neuroscience, social scientists, you know, uh social sciences. Um, You know, and, and, and along those lines, because that's important for business owners to to understand that there's a psychology that goes into this. Right. Right. If the clients love to talk about themselves. Right. They do. And you get an update from the client and the client is like, oh, dang, they, re- they really implemented my idea. What do you think that client is going to go do?
0: Tell people. Tell-
1: Tell everyone, hey, go watch that show. They implemented my idea.
0: Right,
1: right, right. right? And it's not, and I want to get away from, because I've had, you know, you know, as I'm learning more about this stuff, sometimes it can seem like, okay, damn, is this a form of manipulation? Mm-hmm. But it's not because you're giving, you're giving them what they want. They just don't know how to say that to you. So it's almost like it's, it's a burden of understanding it mm-hmm. and using it correctly. Because obviously there are people online that scam and do these things and do it incorrectly because they know how people, they they understand the science that goes into it and they take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. The goal is everything that we do, we're going to be upstanding citizens. We're going to give to the environment and we're going to reciprocate that energy at all times. So anybody that's around me, I want them to leave the environment of being around me and want to go do more in their community and helping people because some people sometimes people just don't know how to articulate things or how to express those things.
0: Right. Right. right?
1: Like, like the guy I mentioned earlier, right. Right. He told me he wanted these things. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: right. He told me he wanted these things. I made those things happen, but the real issue wasn't him. The real issue, the real underlying issues that his wife didn't feel involved. Mm. That's really what it was like. So, and for me, I have to sit there and be like, you know what? Someone has to take the blame here. I'm not gonna let my man take take the fall. Gotcha. He has to blame someone. I, I understand, right? But it, it comes with that burden of being able, being well read, well researched, and understanding. Oh wow, this is in people's nature. So you got to kind of help and aid in that nature, and just understand that sometimes it's not going to bode well in your favor, right? Um, but then using you know to to get back all the way to take a full circle back to where we started is you know trying to be perfect is literally what will allow you to not be right so now i want i kind of want everybody to get out there with that tenacity of like okay if i want to start something just start it right now let me preface that again <laughs> <laughs> i always like to preface because you, i'm not a motivational speaker i'm not here to just give you motivation. I want to give you motivation. Yes. But there's always going to be tangible things. Right. Definitely. I I'm I'm saying start something. If you've already done the necessary research and understand whether or not and, and, and it's by work. Right. 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 So I'm 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 going in with that assumption that you already know your target audience, that you know, your market that you're going to be re- um, reaching out to. You know, a semblance of the product, even if it's not the perfect product, you have the base of the product or service or item or anything that you want to do or podcast or digital, uh, mm-hmm. you know, intellectual property. You already have a basis of what you want to do and a plan and where your end goal is and whether or not it's feasible because right. I'll have people come to me and tell me that they want to start certain things. Right. And I'm like, hey, man, that's not really feasible. And it's not trying to be rude but people don't understand the timing of things, right? Like example for you, right? You launched uh, your clothing and your merch, right? Right. Which was dope, but you didn't launch the clothing and merch first, right? right. You built a community of people who, who want to, in, in all spirit, want to support you. And that's right. the point of business is like, it's a good thing to want to support somebody. It's a good thing to not feel pressured to support. You're supporting because you, you like, like I always tell you, um yes you're my friend yes you're my brother i also really love your show brahmi fan of yours
0: thank you (laughs) right
1: so it's like i'm not just participating because you're my friend i I think you know me well enough to know that right but it's also like your stuff is really good you spending a lot of time it's really so i anything that i can do to make sure that that doesn't go away i want to do gotcha Right? But you have to time those things up in the correct space. So mm-hmm. I'll have somebody that come to me and say, hey, I, w- I want to start a t-shirt company or I want to start merch. And I'm like, hey, bro, do you have a following? No, I don't. So then you're just going to be selling to your friends and family. Yeah. How long can you sell to your friends and family? You can't. It's not sustainable. Right. And I want people to get away from, oh, he just doesn't believe in you. That's, that's not the case. It's not that I don't believe. It's that to have a real viable Large scale, long term business that you can scale. The minimum amount of support, if you have a mid tier to low ticket item, is a thousand people. You need a thousand people that that That, truly trust and follow you. I I
0: I actually preach about that concept a lot of having a thousand true fans because people don't realize of like if you have a thousand true fans and these people and these are people who, whatever you put out, whatever you write, whatever you whatever they always buy it no matter how much it is so if you have a thousand people spend a hundred dollars with you over the course of a year how much is that you know what I'm saying that's a great that's a, that's a great that's a income you know what I'm saying so I think I don't think enough people spend enough time with uh nurturing an audience and nurturing their their um consumer base enough so when it comes down to it so even when it comes down to that, if you spend enough time and even in it, I felt like I had spent enough time uh nurturing an audience by the time I put out my book to not really feel insecure. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. once once I kinda of put everything out and I, I announced to the world that I have a book coming out, it was just kinda of like, okay, this this is what it is. And I felt my uh, audience. My podcast audience, my email list—they rock with me well enough to where I'm not embarrassed to sell something to them at that point. You get exactly,
1: and it's an honor. Right. That's what I want. I want to reciprocate that. On, like that energy. It's it's an honor to put out something, and it's an honor for somebody else to want that thing. Right. That's so dope to me. I'm very. Thin. I'm always grateful. You know. You you'll know. I'm always in like a bubbly, energetic. I always like. Because to bring something into existence that wasn't there mm-hmm. and to be appreciated for it makes you want to do more. And for the customer standpoint, they're getting a win. Like example, Ryan Holiday, me and you talk about him all the time. Right. Ryan, if you ever listen to this podcast, Malcolm and I are probably two of your biggest fans.
0: Awesome. Right? We got to get him on the show somehow.
1: <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be extremely dope if we what? could make that happen. Uh, <laughs> let's talk it into existence. Seriously, uh, Ryan Holiday is going to be on the show one day. Yes. But as a huge fan of him, I want more people to know about him. I I think that's a fair thing. I think sometimes, you know, customers do get in their head of like, you know, oh, like, I don't want to I don't want to look like I'm, I'm jocking them. But like, as you get more mature, you realize, like, you need these people's content. Right. Because it helps you. You know, his new book, Courage. I'm like, all right. Wow. Like, I'm I'm a pretty behind the scenes person. I like to, I like to make money in, in peace and
0: silence.
1: <laughs> right? I'll just be completely honest. Like I don't like people really knowing what's in my business. I don't really like people knowing that if people think that Instagram is the only way to make money where it's far from the truth. Right. You know, I, I know people that have, you know, a hundred million dollars and got one follower. Right. <laughs> so, so like it's, right. it's you really don't need that. It's just in this day and age, when we talk about speed and being able to, it's just a lot faster. Right unless you're doing big business outside of it right um that allows you to kind of you know uh do those things so if if you're a fan if you if you appreciate what we're doing let us know let us know like we really appreciate that, and if you want to see more in those things like it it's okay to be like, hey man, like i want to see more, it's okay to support right. it's okay to uh, it's okay to participate. Um, I know we segued Wade from one topic nah, into but another. I actually but I do,
0: we actually important. did that every episode so far, but I'm I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's naturally how our conversations go mm-hmm. when we're talking about one thing, and then it just kind of naturally leads. And I want, and I think that's important for the audience who are listening, who are watching, understand that many of these business concepts we're talking about they feed into other concepts that help you grow as well. So that's what we just kind of did just now. We're talking about speed, but we're also talking about customer service and how speed can help customer service and how that'll help build your audience and that'll help you nurture your audience to you where you have a thousand true fans. I think that's a a great number for people to start off with, but a thousand Mm -hmm. true fans and how that'll help with your income that'll help you build your business. If, And if you're thinking about a thousand true fans to somebody who has, or let's say a thousand viewers to somebody who has millions of viewers, right? That'd be small, facts. But if you think about this room here and a thousand people in this room right now, it'd be very tight. And
1: to hear what you
0: have to say, (laughs) like that should that you should feel some type of pride in that, and you have you know cultivating that type of audience. So uh, that's always my message to people. And, and, I'll, and I'll leave the people with this,
1: right? And this is what's, this is, uh, and I kind of get, sometimes I get emotional about it in that sense because like it's such a powerful thing, right? Once you make your first dollar, right? Your first real dollar, not like, hey, it's my mom. So my mom's always going to support right, me. Right. Like, you know, my buddies are always, I'm talking about a random person who doesn't know you And came into the knowing of you and then decided, you know what? Malcolm, Andre, X, Y, and Z person, like that guy or girl. Here's a dollar or however much your product costs. That's the proof of concept. Mm -hmm. And if you can make a dollar, I need y'all to understand you can make a million or whatever number you want. That is not far-fetched. That's not all you just saying that. That is a real thing. You make a dollar from somebody. Think about, I'm not even going to, I was going to branch it matter of fact, I'll jump into it. It is what it is. Um, think about the fact that there are only a certain amount of personality types, right? Right. So if there are 8.9 billion people on the face of the planet, and there's only, let's say, 20 personality types, then it's 8.9 billion divided by 20 personality types, which is some still ungodly number of millions, right? Right. And that person that purchased whatever your product is is of one of those personality types. So now that one person in that personality type is then multiplied by two hundred to five hundred million people. Your mar- yeah, your market and, cap and, is and your and your market ca- there's unlimited potential as long as the idea is sound and it's scalable. Right. Um. Because some ideas just aren't scalable. I'm not gonna shy away from from telling the people that. Um. I kind of want to do a segment that we might open up to people uh you know pitching their ideas to us or something along those lines that we could tell we could help with viability i think that'd be dope
0: that'd be fine as man. well
1: potentially. um just something to put on the put yeah. on the board i mean okay. the people want that they'll tell us they want that
0: yeah so <laughs> yeah, before we go into like three more other topics because we could go but uh we will we'll, we will be back next week uh, don't Absolutely. forget to like, share and subscribe and uh, give us your, you know, your real feedback into, you know, how you feel the show is in the comment uh, below. If you are listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, anywhere podcast are um, listen to, you can leave us a review and we will definitely appreciate that and take your uh, review into account. So with that being said, I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our information is in the description below. We appreciate you. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. All right, guys. Peace.